big debates, unpopular opinions, and a whole lot more. Oh yeah, it's the Once Around Podcast, baby. Hello and welcome back to the Once Around Podcast. I'm Ben. Today I'm joined by Luke, Kai and Cameron. And Derby County have beaten Huddersfield Town 2-0 at home. Cameron, conclusive performance. It was a good performance. I think it was probably our most complete performance of the season. I don't know how much of that was due to how poor Huddersfield were. I thought they were probably one of the poorer teams we played this season. But I can only really think of maybe Swansea and Birmingham, which were a more complete performance. I think we were very good from about the 10th minute. We had a bit of a slow start. Huddersfield had a lot of the ball. Had a pretty good chance for Fraser Campbell. Davy Marshall makes a good save. But apart from that, they had absolutely nothing. I thought it was relatively easy for us. I think we had lots of really good performers. Kazim, even by his high standards, was solid. Jason Knight kind of completely reactivated his form, if you like. We were talking on recent podcasts about how he was going through a bit of a blip and he was terrific. The fullbacks were solid. Uh, the whole team was solid. Shinny as well in midfield. I thought Matt Clark gave a really good performance that might go unnoticed for his return. The whole team was just solid. You can't really pick out someone that was weak and we didn't really, there was no real threat to the game at all other than a Derby win. And um, it was it was a very solid performance. Very solid performance. Yeah. It It's always those games though that you feel it's got to be a win that we went up and lose. But thankfully Wayne's Wayne's put that right Wayne's put that right uh Kai we had two returning players in that Huddersfield squad Richard Keogh and Dwayne Holmes what was your assessment on their contribution to the game I thought that Dwayne Holmes was fairly similar to how he was in his last couple of months at Derby he was quiet you didn't really notice he was on the pitch for half the time I did think it's odd that they're playing him up top I mean I wouldn't trust him up there if he was still at Derby. So, but I mean, that's up to them. That's up to Carlos Colbaran. Um, Richard Keogh, a bit of an indifferent performance from him as well. I mean, obviously the injury had a huge effect on him. And uh, that Naby Sar, who was alongside him, it's not really the greatest of defenders to play alongside when you consider Keogh's ex uh, centre back partners, such as Tamori, Clark, for even those first five, six games of the season last year and Shackle, the likes of them. So, yeah, I think they were probably poor, poorer than what we thought they were going to be, especially Kia. I expected a lot more from him considering how well he seemed to be playing at MK Dons. But it worked out in our favour. We got the three points and probably quite an important one, quite an important win because it sets us up nicely for the East Midlands derby. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Luke... Derby started the game in a 3-5-2-3-4-1-2, something like that. But at halftime, Wayne decided to switch the system. What do you think that tells us about his tactical know-how and sort of how he's learning on the job? I think it shows he's learning when to make changes and how to make the changes. Normally, we could probably see a manager, maybe Koku, and Lampard, as they were so adamant in their ways, force that system and keep forcing that system until it works. But Rooney saw the system not working and tweaked it. And previously when he has done that, like against Rotherham, it didn't work. 
I think having half time to talk this system through to the players and having 10, 15 minutes talking definitely helped change the system. And I think it shows he is learning because he's done it before and it hasn't worked and he's done it again and it's worked this time. So it's one of those ones where it's just, it's going to pay off sometimes, it might not, but it's good to see he's learning that he's, what he thought was going to work wasn't and he's admitted he was wrong, which is great to see in a manager, in my opinion. Yeah. It, it's it's so interesting watching a, such a young manager learn on the job as it, and get better every single week as he learns more about the club that he's managing. Cameron, do, do you see a sort of, not a Rooney legacy, but you don't see him leaving anytime soon? I hope not. I think it's the first time... In a very long time, even going back to like when we were actually very good under Steve McLaren, that we look versatile, we looked adaptable. We don't look like we have to play in one particular way to beat somebody or get a result, which is very refreshing to see because the most successful teams in this division uh, over the last couple of years, they can adapt. You know, they can play nice football and then turn it into ugly football. If I think of the likes of Sheffield United, and if I go even further back to when they were in this division, Burnley were, were an adaptable team that could play attractive football at times, but could also be very physical. I think that's something that we've not been very good at over you know the last decade, really, is we, at times we have been far too easy to play against. And you can't say that about the, the, the style of football that Rooney's trying to play and, and the tactical prowess, if you like, that he's brought with him. And I think it very heavily depends upon performance of of Manchester United in all honesty I don't I don't think that job will be Rooney's for a couple of years and unless he does magnificent stuff with Derby um, I don't think that he will go anywhere and if he does go somewhere I can only really see you know Man United maybe in Everton but fortunately for us those two teams have have had success recently and are pretty I'm confident in the current managerial situation that they had. It's a completely different situation to when we had Lampard and Chelsea hated hated Sar, whatever he was called. Um, sorry, I think it was, and and that was an obvious replacement. I don't see an obvious replacement that has Wayne Rooney's name at the top of it. So I don't think he would leave us. I think he's he's definitely going to have next season with us. And if he achieves wonderful things, wins the division with us, and then Manchester United come calling, is that really something we can complain about? Because he's got us into the Premier League. So. I don't see an obvious, I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. And I think, like you say, he's learning on the job. So there's been times over recent weeks where I've questioned some of the substitutions, times of substitutions, even some of the tactics, like when he changed the fullbacks at Wickham, uh, or even I questioned him last night when he when he made that substitution at half time. But it's, it, it's great to see we're adaptable and that's entirely down to Wayne Rooney and, and his coaching staff, not just Wayne Rooney. I think everybody's doing a good job in the coaching staff, but obviously he's the focal point of it and I'll make it continue. Yeah. Uh, Kai, one player who did put in a very good performance last night was Jason Knight. He was everywhere, but do you feel he needs to add numbers to his game to sort of be seen as that elite level championship midfielder? weird one with him because obviously he plays in different positions with our different systems so it's quite hard for him to pick up momentum in terms of goals and assists and what have but I think we all need to pick up goals we all need to pick up the assists it's not just Jason Knight that we need to rely that on it's at the end of the day Wagon got his first goal from open play this season Yossiak's not scored since Swansea so 
there's multiple areas where we do need to start scoring a bit more. Um, if Jason Knight would like to oblige in that, then that would be quite nice. But yeah, I mean, when he's playing in that attacking midfield role like he was last night, then he gets those opportunities. He gets into the spaces where he can score. So it'll come with time. He was firing on all cylinders at the end of last season. And he was, he's had a couple of, uh, has he scored, I think, twice this season? I can't remember now. But um, so it'll come with time. He's only 19, 20 still. So it's not like it's a massive worry for him. He's not a striker. He's not a winger. So if he can just carry on putting in the solid performances like he did last night, then he should be fine. So, uh, Luke, how missed is Bielik in this midfield? As while it is a strong midfield, I I think that Christian Bielik does add that extra oomph, that extra something. I, I just want to know what your take is on... Yeah, um, 100%. There's some games I watch and I think, yeah, we miss Bielik, but there's some games where I watch and I think, yeah, we could probably cope without him. But I think games, it was against the Rov, two Rotherham games, we definitely missed him because he got injured in the first one, I think. I think we missed him during the second, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then um, I believe there's some games like last night, I think we dealt a farm without him, but Watford, we could have really done with him. So it all depends on the team we face whether we need him or not, in my opinion. Because one of those teams, play a player, sorry, where you need him against the gritty teams, the teams are going to fight because he'll get stuck in. He'll relax the team. He'll he'll control the midfield. There's some games where you need that. Against Huddersfield, I think Knight, Bird, she need dealt with that fine. Whereas previous games, they haven't. I mean, I think what we've done well, we've managed to adapt really well to not needing him. So... As much as we have probably missed him in games, I think Watford was especially just because of his quality on the ball, but um, rather in the way as well. But I don't think we've struggled too much without him. Obviously, he is a huge miss when you look back at how good he was playing before he got injured. But the team have done really well to not look like they're missing him. Um, players have stepped up big time, especially Graham Shinney. And Max Bird started putting in performances again, like we saw when he first came into the team. Yeah. Yeah, overall, great performance and looking forward to Friday. Now, before we go into our assumptions of what might happen, our little friend Kai um, went over to the opposite side of the A52 and interviewed some Forest fans. So obviously, Friday night's the big one. It's the East Midlands derby, this time at our place. We've already played it twice without fans. How much effect does that have, do you think? Oh, it's massive. Um, I remember the game back in October, was it? And, you know, it was it was such an open game. And I think if there was a full city ground there, or in this case, full Pride Park, I think it's a lot more intense and there's not many, too many chances. Um, obviously, it makes a difference for the home, home side because when you've got, you know, 30,000 fans um, and the atmosphere at each stadium is always electric. So that's obviously going to have a positive impact on the home team. But you know, now that's, um, you know, been taken away in some respect. So, um, no, I'm, I'm expecting a good game. I think it'll, it'll be a strange one. It always is when you go to games and there's no fans there. I'm still getting used to it now. But, um, you know, I think it'll, I think it'll make for an open, more, of, more of an open game than what we usually see from these kind of matches. Who do you see your key player being? Obviously, you signed Garner and Moray and Knockart in the past couple of months, basically. Do you think, who do you think is the best player for you? 
since, since Morris came, um, we've played it. Like I said, Forrest has been playing different kind of football on Hooton, like long balls. And since Morris come in, um, we've, we've been great. But you just mentioned Gardner. What a player. Um, when he came from Watford, um, from Manchester United, he didn't, he didn't get no game to Mount Watford. And since he's come here, he's been fantastic. Um, him and Cafu play long, alongside each other. It's, it's been that partnership. We've, we've not had that for quite a while. We've had players like Sam Bissau, Ryan Yates. Um, like Ryan Yates has been great. But Joe Gardner, I think he's more going forward than Ryan Yates. So the, the, the signing of Gardner has been, it's been brilliant. Do you see anything left for you in this season now? We're quite late into it. What we've got three months left and we're both sort of languishing, starting to be mid-table, aren't we now, really? Yeah, uh, to be honest, I hope not because I've actually just booked a we we've actually just booked a holiday for the end of May, which falls in the playoff final week. So fingers crossed that nothing happens there. To be honest with you, Kai. Um, so um, so no, uh, I, I don't know. It's it, this guy Forrest obviously won last night. We're recording this, aren't we, on uh, Wednesday? So Forrest won last night against Rotherham, and um, and then a lot of the Sky presenters were asking, you know, Ryan Yates and Chris Uton whether. You know, you think Forrest could push on, and and the question is, is it's if because it, it you know this is the thing, and it's is it possible because there's so many other teams around us, and I suppose we're ten points off relegation, we're ten points off playoffs, but realistically, it's probably not going to happen. Um, however, I think a lot of a lot of Forest fans and probably Derby fans will say the same that a mid-table comfortable finish will do us nicely this season to to get ready for a, hopefully a summer with more fans in and, and, and build for next season, really. But Chris Newton's done excellent with us. He's come in, he's, he's stamped his kind of style of football on the players. Um, it's really just like how he did with Brighton. Uh, why everyone is calling us Forest Hove Albion at the moment, really, with Glenn Murray, Bong, Knockart, and um, that three key players for us. J- just the recruitment's been really good recently. Uh, I think that's the, the kind of feel-good factor about the... Uh, the club and and on and off the pitch is is better at the moment. So I honestly think things are on the up for Forest, and and if we keep keep Chris Hutton for for me a, a, another definitely season, and, and especially um giving him the summer to build on from, and and and, and give him money and give him that time, and I think Forest can really challenge for if not the playoffs, real possibly top two next season. Right, yeah, that was George Harby from the Nottingham Forest podcast, Mr. Dore from Dore on Tour, and Max from Match Day with Max there, three Forest fans that I can't believe we even let on the podcast, to be honest. But yeah, thanks for thanks for doing that, Kai, getting some insight behind enemy lines. My pleasure. They, they weren't too bad. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> Cam, are you scared... Uh, for Friday, do you do you feel Nottingham Forest pose a significant threat? Not really. I'm not really fearful of anybody the way that we're playing at the moment. I think Watford just showed that we shouldn't be fearful of anybody. Watford are much better than us on paper, and had beaten team a team recently six nil at their place. We go to their place and I think we play better than we did against Wickham and Middlesbrough and we're very unfortunate not to get a result from that game. So regardless of who we're playing, whether it's them lot or anybody else in the division, I don't, I wouldn't go into any game um, doubting us at the minute. Uh, it's an intriguing matchup because it's almost like wherever Derby go, Forest follow and vice versa. They've also picked up form recently as we have over the last couple of games. It will be difficult in the sense that a, it's a derby. They're always close, other than maybe the 5-0 to 
to us, the 5 2 to them. I can think of a 3 0 to us as well. Ding, um, ding, ding. Bingo. We mentioned the 5 0. Yes. I can think <laughs> of a 3 0 um, when I was younger as well, uh, when Tommy Smith scored. But I can't think of too many one sided East Midlands derbies. So it's going to be close. It will be decided by a goal. We know how the dinosaur on the other side sets up. We'll be difficult to play against, we'll be difficult to beat. But I would back us against anybody at the minute. And I think this will be decided by a goal. And I'm pretty confident that we will get that goal um, at the minute. But honestly, this is going to kind of like poo-poo basically everything we've said, but or we're going to speak about. But the win against Huddersfield with them beating Rotherham and results going our way last night, those were two massive results for us. So now there's a pretty substantial gap between us and the bottom three where... And for Forest in the bottom three, where this game is really almost a mid-table game, it's just for pride of the East Midlands derby, the significance of the game on the league table, whoever wins or loses, isn't going to really have much of an impact on the table. It's really just for pride, this one. And that's much more relieving than if we would have both lost last night and this (laughs) is all of a sudden a relegation scrap. But I expect a close game, which will edge. Love to see that. Uh, Kai, do you change the lineup we played on Tuesday night? I think he'll go with what he not finished match with, but what he brought on at half time. I think that's what he'll play. Um, I think that's his most confident sort of system without Bielik in that. So, yeah, Wagon on the right, Josiak on the left, because Wagon, when he came on, he did his job again and he grabbed a goal. Josiak, I thought, had a decent game as well. Um, but it was all about Kasim Richards as well last night. So, I think if he's on form, then we're on form. Basically, it, really. yeah, I don't, I don't expect him to go with that three at the back because I think it is a little bit too defensive for what really wants. Forrest is quite a defensive side naturally with Hewton, so he won't try and match him like he did with Huddersfield. It'll just be a straight 4 3 3 or 4 2 3 1, whichever we sort of develop into as the game goes forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Luke, are there any Forest players that you're particularly scared of you feel could do some damage? Big old Cyrus Christie. <laughs> no. Um, yes and no. They've got players who have been good at previous clubs, like Luke Freeman. He was really good at QPR. Had a big move to Sheffield United. Didn't do much there. And he hasn't really set, set the stadium alight at Forest either. We all know what Lyle Taylor can do and all, we all know what Lewis Grabber can do. But apart from that... Cheat. Sorry, what? <laughs> Apart from that, I really don't know anyone who could cause Derby a threat. Got Knockart. Well, yeah, he he always plays always always plays well against us, but keep them quiet. I don't really think they've got anything because I feel like they're I watched them for about 10, 15 minutes after Derby and I nearly did fall asleep watching. But Knockart seemed their only threat and they took Knockart off and they just didn't look a threat. That that's all they've got is knockout coming on his left foot. You put him on his right foot, he's nothing. They've got Ryan Yates at the back. He's quite right. He's a midfielder. Ryan Yates in midfield and Warren in, in defence, who who will get into you, who will roughen you about. But we've got Jason Knight, we've got Graeme Shinney, who don't shy away from tackles. So I'm not really scared of any of their plays, to be honest. I can't see them causing a threat. Yeah, not not at all. And we, we have got to take into account that this time it's at our turf and we have been doing particularly well. I think it's four wins in a row at home, which earlier in the season, 
that is such a incredible stat to have so yeah there's there's no doubt at all to feel confident but how confident are you feeling Cameron yeah pretty confident I think this was probably our best performance under Koku at their place uh, we deserve to win a very dodgy offside decision goes against us Shinny misses a one-on-one but we're a completely different team to that side under Koku everything was on the ground we were easy to play against. We always tried to go through the middle, very slow build-up play. And that almost plays into the hands of, a, of the way that um, Forrest will set up, I believe, on Friday because they're going to be compact. They're going to be difficult to break down. Chris Hutton's teams always are. But even though they are difficult to break down, Forrest bat four is not good. They have inconsistencies at both full-bat positions. Their left-backs have changed so much this season. They've not had a consistent left-back. Their right-back is Cyrus Christie. We know his weaknesses. And their centre-backs aren't aren't strong. They're not physical. They concede a lot of my goals from mistakes. The reason why they don't concede goals overall is purely because of the foundations of the team of how Hutton sets them up. So I think that we can exploit that with our full-backs. I think balls into the box with Kazim Richards, particularly if we play Gregory up there as well, they will cause a lot of issues for that bat four. So I'm pretty confident that this will be decided by a goal and we will get that goal. So I think we will win 1-0 and I think that that goal will come from Kazim Richards. That would be an absolutely fantastic moment. Kai, where do you see the game going? It's one of those, you never know, do you? It's, it's, it's the derby, so you think it could go either way. My heart and my head are saying two different things at the moment. I think my heart's saying 3-0 to Derby, but my head's saying, I think, 1-1. It's just the occasion sometimes can get to players uh, and the run of th- form they've been on, I expect them to score. So, yeah, one one's probably, a, I think it's a solid result for both teams. Kazim Richards will score for us again. I do fancy Antique Knockout to get a goal with his right foot after Luke slating his right foot for so long. Um, but if we do win, I think I'll be quite happy with that, and we'll probably score from a corner because we have no other tactic to say that. Luke, only quite happy, Kai. I'll be ecstatic <laughs> if we win. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm with Kai. My head, my head says one way, my heart says the other. My heart says goal fest, 3 2 derby. Head says. Probably one goal in it. I really think if we can get an early goal, we could be dangerous because then they will then have to come at us. They're going to want to slow it down and just sit back as much as they can. If we go 1-0 up first 10, 15 minutes, we could throw away their game plan so easily. But saying that, we all thought that when they came to Pride Park um, in July and they came out straight away and it threw Derby. So unless they do that again... We were shocking that day as well. We Absolutely shocking. He let a stinker in, didn't he? Um, I'll say... Uh, I'm just going to go for it. 2-0 Derby. Kazan Richards and a Gregory goal. I've just got to go. I've got to be confident. I've not been this confident for a Derby in a long time, so we're probably going to lose. <laughs> no, keep positive, mate. Uh, for me, I see it being a 2-1. Um, I think Camille will avenge his offside goal last season 
uh, last season, last year, uh, and actually get on the score sheet against Forest. Um, and then I think Matt Clark's going to score at either end, um, <laughs> conceding an own goal in like the 40th minute, something like that, and then a last-minute winner, um, finally scoring, uh, even though he's deserved to in pretty much every game we've played. Our corners are so good. Um, and I think it will be two Nathan Burn assists because he's he's absolutely on fire at the moment. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening to the Once Round podcast. I've been Ben, been joined by Luke, Kai and Cam. And thank you very much to all the Forest fans we uh, got on the podcast. It's something we're experimenting with. If you like it, tell us. You know, we're always looking to improve, looking for feedback. Anyway, I'll see you later. Come on, Derby, let's beat these red dogs. (laughs) 